1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. 800-209-1679. Baseball's rocking and rolling. Week 2 NFL preseason. Oh, college football. It's in the on-deck circle. So much to talk about and always fun to do it with our good friends, John and Mike, joining us from the East Coast. Hello, boys. How's it going today? We're rocking and rolling. Are you excited? I'm going to be sitting there with you next week in Vegas. In person? Live and in person? Live and in person. Me are, and a few laptops, a few phones. As you say, are, are you bringing a Best Buy store with you? Well, I mean, I can go across the street from the Red Rock and get, if, <laughs> if I forget anything. Well, yeah, they're probably on a first-name basis with you over there. Exactly. How's it going, Michael? Yeah, I can't complain. It's... uh. The, the summer is over. I had my fun, and now it's back to reality. And I, I can't be any more excited. Football season just brings out um, – it, it just brings out a different type of crop of clients simply because it's more entertainment-based. And, and seeing how Atlantic City um, – when I checked it out last month, it basically how they redid all the sports books. They basically – it's very posh now. Uh, they're just – the expectation on Saturday and Sundays is they have it packed nonstop throughout the season and, and goes right into basketball. So this is a time of the year where I really get ramped up, and 
I'm recharged and I'm ready for the season to begin. It's a, it's a cyclical thing, right? I mean, August is a big month. Everybody's salivating for football to start. Uh, the preseason is there, so it kind of wets everybody's whistle. But you know, this, this is the month where uh, they call, you lasso them in, and, and you start going to work for them. Okay, so listen, I got a question. Oh, boy. The, this last, is Raven game I, the last Raven game I went to, uh, Tucker missed his only extra point of his life. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm taking my son <laughs> to the Ravens preseason game. Oh, I'm betting the Ravens. I'm betting against Am the Ravens. Am I Ravens. stopping the streak? Yes. Line? Am yes. I stopping the streak? That's, I, honestly, I mean, the whole world. I feel so bad for the kid. The whole world is sitting there going, Harbaugh never loses in preseason. It's the gift from the gods. It's manna from heaven. Yeah, but Listen, John went to the game. <laughs> it's the first preseason game I'm taking to him. Listen, he's 14 years old. They've won 14 games in a row. Uh-huh. Can the streak continue? Forget so, about laying the five and a half. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait tomorrow, a minute. I'm going to hear it. Wait a minute, Mike. Wait a minute. So ba- say it again. Give me the numbers there. They're fourteen and zero straight up. Right. My son's fourteen years old. All right. The Ravens the only are only preseason game I'm ever taken to him in his life is tomorrow. All right. So the Ravens stop them. The Ravens will lose by fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian, Brian, oh man, Brian, here's what I don't get. He's trying to compare when the Saints came into town in the midway point of the regular season that game to a preseason game. Yeah, but yeah, but, but, yeah, but but wait a minute. But Harbaugh's, it's like you know the Ravens get notoriety before a season ever starts because it's the preseason and Harbaugh never loses. I mean, this is like you know such common knowledge, and a bit Harbaugh won again. If they lose oh, tomorrow, there is one common denominator that no one knows about except the people listening to this show. Well, of course, but it, it was funny last week. Right before the Jaguars game, I said, look, I'm leaving early. I'm driving to West Virginia. I have to put a bet in. They never lose at home. They never lose the opening preseason game ever. And then I got caught up. And then obviously because it's preseason, I didn't, you know, I didn't care that much. But again, you know, then he's, John has given me how he goes, look, I told you you should have drove up. Because I remember last year, he did the same ride. And it was the Kansas City Ravens game. Where he said, look, they're going to blow out the Ravens at home. There's no way the Ravens cover this is during the regular season. Now, his son had Patrick Mahomes on his fantasy team. <laughs> so there was all kinds of factors that was making him sway toward that Kansas City bet. Well, as we know, the line was four. The Ravens take them to overtime, and they lose by three. So uh, it just it, that, I will it be watching that well game with bated breath tomorrow night to see what happens. But listen, I will say to you, you know, again, well, we can get off that subject. But look, people were calling here and asking Mike and asking me, why didn't you play the Ravens? Look, everybody's just the line makers can't make the line high enough in preseason because the majority of those 14 wins they actually have covered. So from a betting point of view where there's no value in preseason to me, um, I mean, you could make the case that if you're laying less than seven and you're at home, Take a shot with them. I don't like five and a half. It's one of those numbers that it, it's my layoff number because usually there's a high percentage when a team's five and a half, they win by three. So, again, look, I'm going for the kid. Let him get his money line win. 
and I, I get out of the heater, and I'm, I reverse the jinx of taking the games. He basically told me if they lose, I'm not allowed to take them in any games. My Uncle Mike can take them. <laughs> we'll be, I, all I want you to do is if that game ends <laughs> at 14, I, you, you better take a screensaver from the location. Oh, 100%. It'll be on Twitter. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on Instagram. But, again, let's get back to real reality, which is let's talk about these streaks in, in baseball. And, and, again, you know, we've had, we've been on a nice roll. I have – look, I'm going to give away a free system here. It's, you know, I told you this every week. I talked about streaks. It's very hard to win or lose 10 games in a row. Sunday – I had a little fun parlay against two teams that were on an eight-game winning streak. The Houston Astros with Verlander on the mound. The Mets at home with whoever was on the mound. I got the Mets plus like 180. I got the Orioles after that demoralizing loss, 23-3 to plus almost 400. Eight-game winning streak snap. Then, the day before yesterday, the Pittsburgh Pirates are on an eight-game losing streak. At the Angels, the game snaps. So what you really need to understand is chasing streaks, and it's really been rough once you get to that eight-game, nine-game, ten-game. Very rarely are teams going up or down ten in the opposite direction. So just understand that I I said it. You can't really chase early. The Yankees are on a four-game winning streak. Tampa Bay is on a five-game winning streak. It's still too early to start bucking them. But if the Yankees or Tampa Bay win two or three more games, you'll usually get a good price on the opponent, and teams just get tired. I know it sounds very very simplistic, but again, when you want to take advantage of baseball in the second half of the season and understand that certain teams are going to be spoilers and they're going to play a little harder, and we've been talking about this all season long, teams on the road versus teams at home. I was breaking it down with a client yesterday that lives in, in, in Georgia about the Atlanta Braves. And, you know, again, you, 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 people are going to forget about baseball. It's going to be hard as we get into next week. Next week when I'm in studio with you, it's going to be the day before college football begins. So, look, we understand that the handle on baseball will go down. But, but again, look at teams like Atlanta. When they're at home, you're down $146 on the season. They're 71-50. and 50. You're a loser if you've bet them when they're at home. You're up $1,000 on the road. The, these things have been absolutely amazing. The Cubs are the biggest amazing team road home. Do you realize, Brian, that this team away is minus $1,400? This team at home is plus $1,100. They're the number one team in the NL Central, which isn't saying much. They got a nine-game lead, 64 to 55. But literally, I'm telling you guys, absolutely free. You bet on the Cubs when they're on the when they're at home, and you fade them when they're away, and you're just printing money. Well, speaking of, of printing money, um, I'll give you just the in-game wagering aspect of things. Yes, last night. And, I had and, Seattle and, yesterday. Well, I no, had him on the game. I should have uh, uh, in-game. Well, here's the – I don't know. We did not talk before we did this. Last night, I'm sitting there, and in the fifth inning, it's it's the bottom of the fifth, and the Tigers have a 6-3 lead on Seattle. Right. In-game, 
I'm like, I'm like, it's the Tigers, right? And so you still got the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. I play Seattle at 4-1. to one. Oh. And, and that, and wait a minute, and then come back and even play a smaller number on them to win in nine innings. All right? The top of well, that. Well, I got him plus 148, so you did a lot better than me. Right. <laughs> so at the, at the top. At the top of that inning, the Mariners get six. Yep. Right? They take a three-run lead. Then you come back the other way with half of your, or, or not, not even because they had the two bets, but half of your original investment to come back the other way at four to one, and you're sitting there and you literally printed, you know, the, I had a free roll. At seven to two, four to one on your initial investment. That that that's and this is the stuff you talk about with the, with the trading aspect of, of betting inside sports. Correct, and, and 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 again, I had Seattle for the game, which is which is straight up. So I didn't chase it. Um, I should have just acted like I didn't have Seattle for the game. Trust me, I was happy when they took the six games, uh, the six run, uh, six inning or whatever. But I also knew that I didn't want to insult my, I didn't want to irritate myself and look and see what the odds I missed. Because again, you, you, if you, if you're on a side, especially that's a good game as an example. If you're out there and you're already on a game, you're talking about hedging. But if you're if you're literally have a play on a game, you know, and a lot of people are looking to hedge. You know what? The, the move would have been add to your wager because you could have done it for a quarter, like you said. Let's say you had $100 on Seattle plus 148 You could have played $25 at 4-1. to one. And you, now if they come back, it's like, you know what? You, you're going to you, you're, you're rocking and rolling with an extra straight bet. A lot of times people want to start getting funny when, they, when they're not in the game at all or they don't want to add to their loss. Thinking that you're adding to your loss with Seattle down is the wrong attitude. If you liked them to win the game straight up and you played them to win the game straight up, there's nothing wrong with actually adding a little more where the odds are better and getting 4-1 to one when you got 148 like I did. You and I both won the game. We got 148. You follow me? Yeah, you nope. got plus 4-1. to one. I'd rather have your line than my line. Well, here we got a game going on today. The Yankees are up 4-2, coming to bat in the fourth. They got four in the bottom of the first, but they only have three hits. And, you know, you, you sit there and you look at an in-game wager where there's there's a prop up over eight and a half runs for the Yankees. I mean, they got four runs on three hits in the first inning. Uh, and, and, and now you're going to cycle through, and they're going to see the pitching staff more. I, you know, whether it happens or not, it stands to reason. You know, the Yankees have another inning or two another big inning or two in them. Right. Exactly. And, you know, Mike is, the, you know, he's the one dealing with these in real time on a day like today. When you're looking, you know, again, when you're looking at opportunities where you don't have the pressure of being involved in a game before the game starts um, and you have these opportunities, yesterday was a perfect example. Is Again, you, you want to um, you want to be in a position where you can take advantage of of games and not worrying about the the, the the pressure of the game starting. The game start. I got to get the game in because sometimes, like for me, for instance, if I would have waited, I would have got a much better line. But you have a certain segment of the public that can only access the in-game live wagering, 
And what I mean lifestyle-wise, I don't even mean access. Everybody can access to in-game live odds on the computer now, but the reality is is that, you know, people are just busy. They're at work. They're not professional sports bettors like we are, you know what I mean? And they can't really uh, do what we do because this is all we do. I'm sitting here right now and seven monitors to the office, you know, I'm just... I'll load you up when I get there. Hopefully the internet is nice and <laughs> well, I'll, I'll make sure there's two power bars in here. And so, exactly. And he's leaving you behind, Mike? Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, it's this is a time of the year where we get a lot of calls, a lot of people just inquiring and just trying to get back and swing at things, considering a lot of people simply still don't play baseball. And not because they don't think it's profitable, but they just don't enjoy it. I mean, a lot of these guys doesn't matter how much I try to tell them to treat their betting as a business, and no matter what the sport is to play it, they still want to be able to sit back and enjoy watch every football game possible, which is going to drive themselves nuts after their 60 college football games on an average Saturday. But, you know, again, like today, for example, everybody's playing baseball. I'm more intrigued into the Super Cup, which is Liverpool against Chelsea. It starts in 40 minutes, and it's there's value because – soccer starts before actual football. The actual regular season for Premier League starts in the first week of August, so they always start a little early, and you automatically, they're in full swing of their season, so we've been playing, you know, we did Women's World Cup a few, you know, a month and a half ago, and now it just rolls right over into the Premier League, and then the other leagues are going to be starting shortly, so, you know, soccer doesn't give you a break like these American sports do where they're seasonal soccer plays all year round and they play in different facets where they play for the international team and the club team so when you could really find edges on the board because there's a lot of the, these minor leagues where we have brazilian soccer and mexican soccer we could find soft numbers because they're just the handle on those leagues is much less than we would if we get for nfl so yeah there's a lot of value to be said when you start playing these international teams. And again, nobody's getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock at night when a game is beginning in Brazil. That just the American clientele just simply don't care. They're really just doing it to make a profit. So once I could sway those clients and I could get them to believe that it doesn't matter the shape of the ball and they're really just doing it to make a return on their investment, I believe that is the most profitable route long-term and just to be hyper-focused on the Monday Night Football game when it's here. It is Sports Insider Radio. Glad to be with you. You can get hold of John and Mike, 800-209-1679. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, before we get into preseason football, guys, uh, should we do the homework assignment? I mean, look, you, for these guys that they are tired of hearing me talk about baseball, I mean, look, it's simple. The only team in the top of their division that is basically profitable, um, home and away, is the Yankees. Um, but again, that's it. They're eighty and forty-one. Um, Tampa Bay, they're up two hundred and twenty dollars for the season. They only win them when they're away. They never win them when they're at home. It's just amazing. Then um, obviously, if you go to the next division, the AL Central, Minnesota is. Only wins there when they're away. You're up thirteen hundred dollars when they're away. You're down a hundred dollars when they're at home. Think about that, Brian. Like you think when you have the team behind you, the, the excuse me, the crowd behind you. Think. 
I need I need you to I need you to lock yourself down. If you're walking around, you're breaking up a little bit. Right. That having a home field advantage would be an advantage. It is amazing. Every team except the Yankees in the top of their division has a better record on the road than at home. It is amazing. Except I, I take that back. Houston can't win a game on the road. Um, but other than unless they're playing the Orioles. But other than that, <laughs> from a profit point of view, Minnesota printing money on the road. Tampa Bay printing money on the road. Uh, Atlanta printing money on the road. Atlanta red at home. Houston red at home. Minnesota red at home. Tampa Bay red at home. What, what, what do you attribute? I mean, let, that's a conversation within itself. What do, you, what do you think the factors are? You think it's people like the like the emotion of uh, being the spoiler for the the playing on the road. Like they like to hear the boos, they like to hear the yells. It must give them more energy than uh, people yelling for them because I've never seen a season where nobody wins at home. No, I, I, I we've documented this throughout the course of the year. There were teams that they're a travesty at home, but boy, and, and then on top of it. Uh, you're getting, and that's why you, the numbers that you spit out make sense because they're a bigger dog on the road, so uh, you're you're cashing a nice number. The fact is, though, because they're so inept at home, you still get the numbers that uh, are, are, there's value in those numbers, which is a word you know I can't stand. But but the but the, the shade that's on it that when you're winning over the course of the long haul, it just adds up. Right. I mean, you, the only two teams that win at home consistently are um, the Cubs and the Dodgers. And again, both teams are losers on the road. So where when now you, the when Yankees you are for, pretty good at home. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I said, oh, okay. So that's what I was going to say. The only team that two teams that are profitable at home while being equally unprofitable on the road are the Cubs and the Dodgers. The only complete package is the Yankees. Just doesn't matter when you bet them; you make money on the road at home. It does, they're the, they're very unique. You every other team, it's one or the other. So even though you have a team like Tampa Bay that's seventy-one and fifty, and they're but they can't win at home, and they only win when they're on the road. And then when you take a team like the Orioles, are amazing. Do you realize this team is thirty-nine and eighty-one? And even winning as a $400 underdog against Verlander, they are still down $1,440 at home. While, if I was British, I would say whilst, whilst they are plus $181 away. Basically, you are winning money on the Orioles if you've played them every game they've been on the road. They're the only team in the bottom of their division that has a positive money figure in either column. Detroit is negative in both columns. Seattle is negative in both columns. Miami is negative in both columns. Pittsburgh is negative in both columns. The Rockies are negative in both columns. And this team, my Oriole team, is actually green on the road. What do you say to that, Brian? <laughs> oh, you t- I will say this, and we, we've talked about this, that for all these many years, 
you've always been terrific at finding the the monster dog in baseball. Both of you guys said at you know the beginning. I had, you know, I had him against Verlander. Uh, Anytime uh, a team's four hundred, I know I go against him. But mo- both of you guys before this season started, Doc, you said, "Listen, the Orioles are going to be atrocious, but they're going to be a money maker." You both said this at the beginning of the year, and lo and behold, it's happened. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I have a client that called me from Vegas. He misread my text. I do a small parlay for 500 on the Mets and the Orioles going against both teams that were on an 8-0 winning streak on Sunday. He misread the text. He says, man, that's a lot. I just won 18000 on the Orioles. You bet five grand to win eight. What? Well, what? Well, whatever. He was, he was, I guess he was still happy, right? Uh, I mean, of course, but the point is you're not, you know, I can't put my, my mentally, I can't imagine somebody playing Houston minus 450. I mean, that game with Verlander steamed up. We were talking about it here in the office, and I, Mike will tell you, I was yelling, bet the Orioles, they're going to win the game. Bet them, Verlander's going to crack on the road. And if, obviously he wasn't in in the bottom of the ninth inning, but this goes back to, Yes, if you want to be a wise guy and you want to use a $400 favorite in a parlay, fine. But to actually walk up to the window and bet $4,000 to win $100, that doesn't make any sense. Michael, who you focused on? Are there a team or two uh, in baseball you're watching closely here the next little bit? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, specifically, I like when good teams are down early. I'm not a – we have trends and statistics that we follow – Seasonally, I wouldn't really key on a specific team because, again, with the pitching rotation, the team is different every single night. But I do like particular teams that are down early because they have the power to come back. And we see that time and time again. The good teams, when they're down, you could get good value on them when they're when they're a heavy favorite. And you could turn it into basically dog value because you know they're going to get a full nine-inning run because they're at home. And they have the potential to come back simply because the same bats are coming up every single night. And, you know, there's a lot more that goes on to it. I know um, I've been talking to John about it more and more this season. With social media being so relevant, um, we have the ability, because Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, these players are posting nonstop what they're doing. They're posting late night that they're out at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, you know, popping Chris Dow at the, at the bar because they're obviously on the road. They're trying to have fun. They're not at home. These guys are only playing in baseball two hours, three hours for the rest of the day. I believe this added element with social media being so relevant today is an advantage for us picking the selections. Because at the end of the day, knowing into these guys' lives – may not sway the decision for me not to bet a team, but when it comes down to it and these college kids are partying and they're on Snapchat and they're videoing at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and they have a noon game on Saturday, well, that's going to make, it's going to put a little emphasis into the decision making when I bet on a college game. And even if I'm, you know, obviously we still fall in love with a number on a game and not particularly a player but at the end of the day, having access to this type of information where 15 years ago it wasn't even out there. And now it's they're, they're on so many different types of social media platforms that 
I believe going into 2020 will be a huge added element to the arsenal that we already have of making the selection process where, again, a guy like you who's, let me say, of age <laughs> may, not be trolling, may not be trolling these social media platforms like I do, but at 36, it just comes like second nature to me, and you can follow these guys. And like I said, any added element that I could get to help me make a play and help me win more money, I'm going to use it. Well, lo and behold, you're dead wrong. And you're, well, you're 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 right on on you're, well you're right on the description, but you're dead wrong because social media is ridiculous now, and honestly, you get your news from social media where something happens, and it takes the networks sometimes twenty minutes to get to the story that's been on social media. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely catching on. But what they're not, and I get it, that's with the main ones like Twitter, where basically everybody has access to it. But when you get the Snapchat when they're posting these videos of what they're doing, and again, it may not be a big story. It may not be a, a huge relevant story to the guy getting hurt or something like that. But again, somebody partying at 4 o'clock in the morning and they have to play at noon the next day, I'm going to take that into effect when I'm on the college team with these guys. Are just they're not like the Naval Academy, like we talk about it, the armed forces that basically you know that they're going to have a strict curfew and they're going to be very disciplined when they show up for the game the next day. When you have these teams like Georgia or Florida where these kids are partying all night and it just makes you know any better, well, you know, it's just that's part of the game and I think that plays a big role um, with the decision making process. It is Sports Insider Radio.com. You can chat with the guys at 800 209 1679. I got an idea. Let's talk preseason football. That'll be the topic when we return on Sports Insider Radio. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. 
Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio, 800-209-1679. And you can chat with the boys, John and Mike, there and invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Well, fellas, what was the big takeaway from week one in preseason football? Well, so here's what I was going to say is I know you want to talk about preseason, but I think we should talk about something more important than that. Okay. I have everything up in front of me. Okay. Because what really is going to go down when I come to Vegas is it's futures season. This is the time to place your lottery ticket future NFL bets. So, you know, I'm curious between you two guys, you know, Mr. Fantasy Mike over here, and obviously, you, you know, you're a, you're a football fanatic. You know, let's talk about these these conferences and the this Super Bowl. So, I mean, like Super Bowl odds right now. I mean, you're getting seven seventy five back on the the Patriots. I mean, I'm looking at some respect. So they're the favorite right now, the Patriots. Um, you know, is is that a bad bet? More, would you call that a chalk bet? You put down a hundred bucks to win back seven seventy five. The one thing with the Patriots. And, yeah, they're terrific and and all that. But the one thing that we always have to take into account with what you're talking about in terms of betting futures is simply they own the AFC East. So what happens with the Patriots is more often than not, they end up with home field advantage in the playoffs and get a first-round bye. That's why they're – yeah, we get they're great, but they they put themselves in a position where they've got the easiest route. That's that's the one thing you get with them every year. Well, when you when you look – and, yeah, and when you look at the money, the, 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 I'm going to just give you the top. Uh, you're breaking up, man. You're breaking up bad. Can you hear me now? A little better, yeah. I don't <laughs> – we got. Uh, sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop moving. You, the, we we got the, a, uh, we got a staple rabbit ears to your head. My uh, my daughter said, "Can you talk without your hands?" I said, "It's not possible." Um, and nor nor can my children because they mimic me. But uh, I'm doing it right now. It's like I'm dead. I'm just standing here. Uh, the Patriots are plus seven seventy five, followed by the Chiefs, second spot plus. Then you jump up to the Saints plus twelve hundred. And Rams plus twelve. You got a, we got John, John. We got a real bad connection, kiddo. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> you found a different spot. It might describe it when he, when he's in that room. He's like a shark in water, right? I mean, he's constant. How about now? There you go. <laughs> plus seventeen hundred with the. What do you say about the? Let's jump to the Browns. Plus seventeen hundred. My son is hot on the Browns. 
It's not a bad little futures bet, plus 1,700 to win the Super Bowl. They're From not, zero to hero. They're not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Come on. You want any in? Well, so well, give me. Well, wait, 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 let, let me ask you something. All right. Can they? Sure. Anybody can. But can. But be, be honest with me. 17 to 1? What, what should that number be? Uh, you tell me. 30. 35. Come on. So let's talk about lottery tickets, guys. If you're going to go there and you're going to play some funny money, what do you feel is your value? Uh, you know, you hear about all these people hedging their huge lottery season. The time is now to step up and place those lottery bets. So the, since the time is now, that you got to do it, right? So I, I'm just telling you guys, you got to you got to look for some long shots. Oh, yeah, I'll give you, you one know. here, Mike. You tell me, all right? And, and yeah, the Browns, a lot of good things. May, Mayfield, blah blah blah. All those God, first I knew round. I was going to say that. Well, I knew oh, it. What? I knew the Browns. No, no, no. Whole... I, no, I'm talking about the Browns. Okay, yeah, they, they're going to be really a lot better. And I think there's a learning. You got to learn how to do it. But I mean, if if I if I gave you the choice right now to take the Browns at seventeen to one, or the Jags at fifty to one, a year removed from being a whisker away from going to the Super Bowl with an actual quarterback now running their team, who would you take? Browns. Okay. It's your money. <laughs> I mean, I just don't – I mean, look, and I get it. They were they were a Super Bowl – I wouldn't call them a caliber team, but they had a good run. But it's a completely new team. They've lost a lot of big pieces. And, yeah, do they have a new system with a new quarterback? It, can it change? But I think there's just too many variables this early on to just – and I get it. If you're going to be doing multiple plays or you're from Jacksonville and it's something you're going to put on, we're going to hear it at the end of the year if they do make it, just like we do – um, I don't, every year, from, I don't like. I'm just telling you, from a regular season win total, that was the that was the scoreliest number to me. I'm telling you, all the talent's still there, and they got a quarterback. I mean, they, you know, Foles is uh, Foles is not going to lose the games that Bortles lost, and then Foles may win a game or two. Uh, all the pieces are still there. I mean, their problems between the ears and behaving, but right. You know, I but everybody's so hot to trot about the Browns. Don't forget, a year ago, the Jags were a whisker away from going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, I personally think that, you know, on the other side, in the NFC, that the Rams are going to regress. They're not going to be as good as they were last year, and you could find decent value on the Seahawks. Winning sure. that division, I kind of like that. Well, and, you know, the Saints, I, I the see Saints them are the winning the NFC. NFC. The Saints are the favorite right now in the money uh, in the NFC, and obviously, the Patriots are the favorite in the AFC. And you know, here here's what I'm trying to get out of both of you. I want lottery tickets. I want the. I'm I'm saying if you were going to have some fun, we're talking from the Jets down. Jets plus eighty eighty to one. Bills eighty-five to one, Titans ninety to one, Broncos ninety-five to one, Detroit, Tampa Bay, a hundred to one. All right, Ian Bengals, Ian Poulter this week at sixty to one, and CT Pan at two hundred to one in the golf tournament. There you go. There you go. 
There you go. Maury, I'll play him. But I'm saying, like, do you do you feel that this could be a season where you can get these huge prices? Obviously, we're talking about seventeen to one, eight to one. But I'm talking about that when you hear the story going into the playoffs, some guy in the Midwest. You know, he has a million-dollar futures ticket because this team that had no shot of winning like Tampa Bay or or Detroit or Cincinnati or Arizona or the Giants or the Skins. You, you see what I'm saying, Brian? You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I... Or do you think it's I, not well, good? I, I hear you. You want, a, you want a big... Uh, uh, you know, it's a grenade price. I don't, I don't see it. But uh, I'd say your Ravens... Are interesting at forty to one. I don't. I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson. I, you know, but if he takes great strides forward, I, I, you know, the the problem was he just couldn't stretch the field last year. But and and honestly, I think as good as it's been, I think there's some heat heat on Harbaugh uh, to perform this year. I think the the Ravens are aren't, aren't a crazy play at forty to one. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are at thirty-five to one in, well, in that aspect. I mean, hey, they may be better just because Brown's out of there. As crazy as that sounds, he could have been that big a detriment to them in in the locker room. And you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, and then the uh, the kid James highly Washington. D- I, I highly doubt that, Brian. Why? I just the guy wasn't that much of an issue during the season. He just what are you talking about? He, he, he quit on them. He yeah, quit. When, he was, when he's in there, he played. He gave Juju. Juju is a slot receiver. I don't. I mean, I expect him to do better. Watch out for James. Watch out for James Washington. James Washington is that speedster from Oklahoma State that now has got a couple years under his belt. That coming into a definitely developing into a good player. But Brown takes away two people. No matter all these prima donna wide receivers, they take up. They take away double coverage, and Juju could basically have single coverage on the slot on a nickel. Or he just, you know, an amazing year last year. Do I see him? There you go. Now you're breaking up. Optimistic. Am I better now? Yeah. What, what's what's the Baltimore um, phone company's name there? <laughs> We're going to give them a call. <laughs> it literally didn't you, rain from. Thursday of last week till today. Last Wednesday, is it raining rained, again? And today it's raining. It's like the Wednesday radio show rain. So uh, it's really, it literally didn't rain when we got off the air. The sky opened up, and then it was sunny for a week, and then it was sunny yesterday, and then right before you said call the station, it rained. Started raining. Uh, we're gonna have to play this safe. I think next week both you guys are gonna have to do the show with your fingers stuck in a receptacle. Well, we know that my connection is gonna be much better next week. Oh yes, it is. Your microphone. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I, I want to know. Uh, I want to ask you since Mike needs to move a little because his connection so bad. Is why do you think that the fut- the futures market gets smart money on these long lottery shots like? The Redskins, like Miami, or do you think they basically just touches these teams, these huge two hundred to one? Do you think they just don't get any action? On well, the guys, market? guys are well if they've got a belief that they're going to be competitive and and it's an overlaid price. Basically, all they're doing is 
giving themselves a window to start hedging when the playoffs get there. Right, right. What do you think about your bills? 85, 90 to 1. I honestly um, am very encouraged by what they're doing. I, I think the, the the hidden nugget is that they had the second best defense in the year, or in the league last year. They were in virtually every game. They got rolled, I think, uh, in the Green Bay game. Uh, but their defense was terrific, and they added Ed Oliver. And there and there's rumblings out there. They may be going after Clowney from Houston too. But their defense is really good. The light bulb went off for Allen in the last month of the season, and he is surrounded now by a better offensive line and more players at the skill positions. Everything he that kid did last year, he did by himself running around, and the defense kept them in games. Now they've got some pieces to work with, and the defense is virtually intact and got a stud player they think will be even more impactful. I, I'm actually quite excited to see what they bring to the table. So I, that goes back to the word value, which is there's some value there. You know, even if you put fifty bucks at ninety to one or a hundred bucks at my point is, those are the shots that I like to look for. To me, I don't see the value of playing the Chiefs. I don't see the value of playing the Patriots. I don't see the value of playing the Saints or the Rams. I just don't see. I, I, I hear you. Can make I, I, I would make a case for you too that it's gonna one's gonna go forward at the expense of the other. I think the Jets are heading the right way too. Uh, yeah, they're eighty to one, eighty-five to one, depending upon. But, right. You know, I mean, we see how Darnold progresses. You throw Le'Veon Bell in there, and their defense is not half bad at all. Um, it's intriguing. I mean, the the problem is you oh, you get such inflated numbers on them because history continually repeats itself until Brady decides to go, you know, to go out to pasture. I mean, you know, you're stuck stuck in the division with the Patriots. Well, so let's talk about the, a team like. The Patriots. This, this is the same thing as the Baltimore Orioles. The teams in the top favored to get to the playoffs, they're not really so well against the spread. You have to pick your spots. If you're out there and you're living in an area where sports wagering is now legal and you can walk into your casino, you know, listen, if you think you're just going to go lay the number with the Patriots every week, the line makers are too sharp. We've gone over this, and we'll go over this the entire season. They're too sharp. So I'm telling you, just like I told you, the Ravens, you could find a spot, uh, the, excuse me, the Orioles, to make money. You're going to find plenty of spots, Brian, where the, the Patriots are going to be overvalued. Sure. Mike's already looking for tickets. Mike, when are you trying to get us tickets to the, the Patriot game? No, is it? November 3rd, Sunday night football, Ravens at home versus the Patriots. So this is how important tomorrow night's game is, Brian. He get my son gets to go to the Patriots game either just with Mike or Mike and his dad if I can get a win tomorrow. Oh, really? It's all contingent on the outcome tomorrow. Right. He gets to go with Uncle Mike, and Dad stays home so the Ravens can beat the Patriots. Because if I can't even get a win in preseason and I stop a fourteen-game uh, winning streak, there's no way he's letting me go to the Patriots. If, if I were you, if I were you. <laughs> I would call the pizzeria right now and have the home party you're going to have in November catered. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, it's very tough to win here. So when you look at that game, someone like us, we're always looking at look-ahead spots. Depending upon what that line is and what the Patriots are doing, 
you know, again, this is where I will say there's a little bit of a digression between baseball and football. I will say you can pretty much bet on a home team advantage in the NFL versus what we're seeing this year, which is the opposite um, of these MLB teams playing the spoiler role in the road. You know, you don't really see that happen a lot in the NFL where a team basically only wins on the road and can't win a game at home. And, Mike, here's the one thing. We got week two of the preseason start kicks off tomorrow and we get games heading to the weekend. The other thing, uh, baseball soldiers on. But you talk about the players are going to be salivating and then it comes down to money management, being diligent, uh, and the menu of opportunities is so much broader because here comes college football. Yeah, college football starts on the 31st. It's always the weekend before the NFL, and it's right around the corner. And a lot of people – the problem is this time of the year, there's going to be so many games that the standard, just the guy off the street just betting a game – He's going to go to a, you know, he's going to look at the teams that have in the top 10, the top 15. He's going to be betting them. He's not going to look at the Appalachian States. He's not going to be looking at the Furmans, the teams that obviously are not going to get really good notoriety, but a lot softer numbers. So we like to take advantage of playing those smaller schools that, yeah, the lines, we could get value when the team is plus 36. And even though the team is so bad, they're probably going to cover that number. And a lot of people, just the standard gambler, would never look at that game and say, I'm going to take plus 36. He's going to look at that favorite, that Alabama, the Georgia, the Virginia Tech, the teams that are obviously, you know, they see on ESPN and they, and they get actual national attention. They're definitely not going to look at that team that's D1 AA and it's obviously getting 40 points. So in college football, it's a lot trickier than NFL because everybody knows the NFL teams. Everybody does fantasy football. They know the big names. But when it comes to football, college football, it's much different. And if you're not going to have discipline and money management on a Saturday, you could absolutely get killed. And, and John, just speak to that, though, because, okay, you got we got all the games and all the opportunities that are coming up, but the trading aspect of it as well, be it in-game or halftime plays, is all part of what you bring to the table for these folks. I mean, look, 90% of my action in college football is going to be um, in the games. I mean, you think I'm going to lay 33.5 points against the the team. Do you realize that Duke has the distinction of being the number one team against the spread in college football in the lifetime of college football? Like, Duke is the, like the number one team against the spread. They're getting 33-and-a-half against Alabama at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. You think I'm laying 33-and-a-half with Alabama? Or do you think I'm going to wait and see if Alabama does what they always do, which is they have a tied-up ball game at halftime, and then laying the wood with Alabama in the second half? So, of course, it's all about the trading, more so than even in baseball, because you do have teams, we've talked about the Florida States or the Floridas of the world and Alabamas of the world. When you're laying 33-and-a-half points, the assumption is you're winning that game. We don't, we don't have to talk about are you winning the game. We know you're winning the game. That's why the line is the great equalizer. Now, of course, you're going to have your Appalachian State, Michigan upsets of the world, and then you get those every year where everybody's shocked and all. But for the most part, 
75% of teams laying 30 or more win the game outright, while 50% of those games only cover. And that's where the line is so important, and that's why it's the great equalizer. So we already know that seven out. We can I can tell you right now, if if, if you're betting Clemson, if you're betting, if, well, forget betting. Clemson's going to win. Texas A and M's going to win. Arizona <laughs> State's going to win. Yeah. Army's going to win. Michigan State's going to win. Who cares? Ohio State's going to win. Nebraska's going to win. They're all laying thirty or more. The question is, are they going to cover? I like to wait. I'm not a first half better in college football. I'm more of a reversion of the mean better. And I want to see what these teams' intent are in the first half of the game. And I do believe, Brian, that when you are that big of a favorite, everybody knows about the line. They know what they're favored. You're, you're Nebraska. You go into South Alabama and you're laying 36 points. Are you really trying to be up 37, 35 points at the half? Really? No, I, I don't think they're all, they're all you know stout points. The bottom line is um, there are games within the game, and that's that's the difference of where we reside now. It's just because a game tips off, faces off, kicks off, uh, tips off, whatever it is. The game, the game, the game goes on. Are, There's the game are within excited, the game. Are you excited, Brian? Buffalo is laying forty six and a half points against Robert Morris. On August 29th. Are you excited? No. <laughs> no. So they, they the don't even know who their quarterback is yet. The, assum- the assumption is Buffalo's going to win the game. But we, you and I both know Buffalo can win that game 17 to nothing. Well, they, that game could still be the audition for who the quarterback is. they got a three, three-headed quarterback battle going on. So, and that's where you can pick your spots on the dog side as well. Yeah, it's always good stuff, boys. Um, love doing this with you. Tell them how to get hold of you, John. All you got to do is pick up the phone. You give us a call. Look, you go to Sports Insider Radio. If you, didn't, if you missed the show, you came in late. You call us at 1-800-209-1679. I'll be in studio with you next Wednesday live. We'll be breaking down the first day of college football the following day on Thursday. There's only two games, but look, we know the handle on those games will be huge. And let's not forget about baseball every day of the week from now till then. All right, Michael, you enjoy the peace and quiet. Please root for the Ravens to win so I can go to the Patriots game. (laughs) Uh, I'm telling you, they're losing by 14 if you can get the prop. Uh, (laughs) I am going to watch that and giggle all night tomorrow. That'll be fun. Enjoy the game. Mike, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, We always invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has been down over 700 points at times on Wednesday. This after the yield on 10-year Treasury bonds fell 1.6% below the two-year T-bill yield for the first time in 10 years. New York investment strategist Tom Sullivan makes sense of this all on NBC. 
the old inverted yield curves. What the bond market is saying is, we think the economy is going to be slower, and so short-term you can get a higher rate, but long-term we think the economy is slowing. That's what the bond market is saying. Government agencies are banding together to crack down on DUIs over the Labor Day weekend. The Department of Transportation's Joel Sapp 